Warning, the following program is not for the weak-hearted. Those who are closed-minded, or in general, you're scared to learn what's behind closed doors. Here at Sapphire's Airplay, I want you to pour the wine. Grab somebody that you want to hold on to, or better yet, get the vibration stimulated through your body. Get ready for one hell of an orgasm in five, four, three, two. One. What is up all my sexy motherfuckers out there in Radio Land? It's your girl Sapphire. And your fit and dirty girl, yeah. And the moment is here. We have a very, very special guest. Kind of have like a three-way situation going on. Like we are all in different places right now. I got the one and only King Noir. What's going on? Hey, hey. I'm glad I'm glad to be a part of this three-way. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice three-way yes see i had to put on a little robe for you king i like stripped down got my wine i'm like ready to go for you oh that's what it is <laughs> and happy valentine's day i don't know like if you're like me i do not give a shit about this day to be honest i don't care either girl it's another day of work it is. It's just another Thursday. I like everybody's like, oh, what's your plans? I was like, honestly, I'm about to record a sex podcast with a sexy black man. I'm gonna have some red wine. I'm gonna have some weed. And I'm gonna call it a day because tomorrow I got to get paid. Like, sorry. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. I need to see how much my check is. Right. <laughs> Let me check them hours real quick, man. But tonight we are definitely talking about all things BDSM and more, especially, you know, I feel like, and it is, you know, Black History Month, so we have to continue with this. I mean, Black stories matter all year round, but we we own this shit in the month of February. And so, to tie in with my fuck, you, um, fuck your Valentine's Day palooza that I like to do every year, I had to bring on King because I myself love the world of King. I have a dom. I kind of am like in a poly amorous type of relationship um with my other partners i have i love toys i love you know being paddled and flogged and forced orgasms and i love just being deprived on certain things honestly and i had to we just had to get the expert in here we had to we had to come and connect with you because we already had suit and tie in mm-hmm. now king suit and tie is my dom and yeah and so a lot of people are like well he's a white guy like why would you choose your dom to be a white guy so for all of our vanilla listeners out there can you explain a little bit about what bdsm is first and foremost bdsm is a a wide range of things and uh new ways and, and different ways and different dynamics for us to engage with our lovers engage with our partner engage with our clients you know, and, and it ranges from, you know, bondage and discipline, dominance and submission, uh, tops and, and, and bottoms, dominance and submissive, sadism and masochism. And it's like, a to me, it's an artistic way to engage in extending sexual encounters. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it prolongs your, your foreplay. It makes everything just last longer, but it, it just adds a different dynamic to everything. So, you know, I, I think it, it falls under the category of a fetish, you know, like a lot of different BDSM acts and, and dynamics are different fetishes that people have. And everybody, no matter how vanilla you are or how wild and kinky you are, 
you know everybody has a fetish it's just it's just another way to live out your fetishes and express them in your everyday life okay and i you know one thing that you said in particular i like it how you emphasize the fact about fetishes because a lot of people think that bdsm means that you're a person that just likes to be abused you know and they don't understand the whole fantasy concept like i myself don't like I mean, yes, I like to have like a little love marks here and there, but I'm not definitely one to be like punch me in my eye kind of thing. I know like it is a, a different way of lovemaking in some sorts too, depending upon the relationship that you might have with your dom, correct? Correct. And, and I, I oh, no, you no. know a lot of times people automatically go to the most extreme levels in their brain because if it's something new to them, you know, when, when things are new, people might just kind of be like, you know, that's crazy to me or I'm, I'm a little apprehensive to it because of the level of, of extremity that it can go to. But there's certain things like psychological domination where you don't even have to put your hands on somebody. Mm-hmm. And that's true. So they, they just don't have the full, they don't see the full spectrum of it. They just kind of see how it's portrayed in you know, movies or, or the media. Oh, Lord. You know, we have to quote that that dumbass movie. Can I just say, once that mo- Fifty Shades of Grey, when that came on, I could not believe the, like, things that people were coming out and they're just like, oh, my God, yes. I love to get my ass whooped. I love to do this. And I'm like, it's not about that, you guys. It's not like right. this woman is in an abusive relationship. They are lovers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that I think that um, that film and the book and all of that was definitely like a double-edged sword in the sense that it definitely turned a lot of people on to BDSM, mm-hmm. fetishes, and things of that nature, and and piqued the interest. Like it was great for business. Like thank you for putting <laughs> that shit out. Like that was great for business. But also at the same time, you know. There was now this kind of like, uh, I don't know, kind of like the princess and the frog type situation it, it as well. Like yeah. people thinking like, well, I'm going to find this person that is, you know, like my BDSM master and then he's going to fall in love with me and we're going to live happily ever after. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, like they, they kind of just had that perception of it or like in order to engage in this, I have to be a multi-billionaire or something. Right. You know, so there's like all these because of that, people thought like, well, that's what it is. And, and it can't be anything. It can't differentiate from that. So I think that was that. I, like I said, I think it was like there were some good aspects of it coming out. And then there were definitely like people in the in the BDSM community where we're like, ah, it's not really a proper trail. Yeah. Like, at least now some people won't look at us completely like we're com- we should be ostracized they'll be like oh wow i kind of like spanking oh i've thought about getting tied up before maybe those b some people aren't so weird you know what i mean like i think i think <laughs> oh that, my god i think that aspect of it that aspect of it was kind of good because it brought it a little bit closer to everybody realizing like yeah i'm into a whole bunch of that shit too right i mean okay so we gotta ask you when did you know that you just wanted to be more involved in this whole um world of BDSM. Shit. When I was in like high school, I don't know where I stole a pair of handcuffs from. But what? Yeah, <laughs> like I was I was into handcuffs and candle wax. 
Ooh. Oh shit! That's the old school shit. <laughs> when, I was, when I was like, when I was a teenager, you know, um, I I really um, like, you know, I didn't know there was a name for it. Mm-hmm. You know, I always thought leather was sexy. You know, uh, like just the, the images that that I would see that were, I guess now I look back at it like, oh, that was like some BDSM shit, like, you know. Uh, the, the the cat woman cut get ups and stuff you know like I always thought that was super sexy and oh yeah a lot of that a lot of that was a rip off of like you know different different leather outfits from BDSM back in the day um, so like as I got older and I understood okay there's there's a world mm-hmm. just, like um, I don't know I, I I started getting into like kitten play and all this kinds of stuff. And I was just like, oh, there's a name for that? Like, I just really liked her purring like a kitten on the floor with a bowl of milk and shit. Like, I thought that was cool. You know, like, I I, I always, like, was very into dominance and the submission aspects of it. And I don't know, as I've grown and learned more about it, I'm like, okay, well, you know, I, I got to learn about flogging. Like, I've been flogging for, like, three years now. I got to say, somebody- seeing your videos of you flogging people, that turns me on so much i don't know if it's oh, the sound yeah. the action i just i don't know it's the way you do it it's such like a, a fluid art and you just do it so damn well i'm just like damn i might have to book myself a session <laughs> yes well, you know vlogging got me interested into bdsm okay i did a damsel in distress non-sexual clips for sale type of thing and when he was flogging me in my on my pussy, I had my panties on, of course. I just, the sensation of it, like, started to turn me on. Mm. And I was like, wow, this is different. Like, I've never had this sensation before, but I kind of like it. Like, the way the leather felt on my skin, and it's just, oh, my God. <laughs> it's the best. It's the best. It is. Now, King, have you always been a top, or have you ever, like, at one point switched uh, I've never switched to be a submissive, but like the first time when I saw somebody flogging, I was like, I want to know what that what that feels like mm-hmm. before I do it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know, so like certain instruments and items, like I'll even hit myself with them just to know what it feels like. Really? I've never I've never done like the the full like be submissive, but I'm I'm I fall more on the sensual dom side, so. I enjoy pleasing. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've had like philosophical dominance conversations with people who are like, well, if you're doing it to please someone else, or whatever. You know, like, I I like to have fun with it. I'm not I'm not in this to hurt people or in this to uh, you, you know fuck people's heads up. Like, <laughs> I, I enjoy the someone letting go mm-hmm. and letting me just do everything in my powers to them. So, oh. You know, I've I've definitely um, listened. I listen very well, but mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't sub out though. Okay. See, I had to ask because I know that some men, like recently, this man had asked me to personally dom him, and for me, it's always been a fantasy to kind of dom a man, but I'm also so used to having a man in control of me, and in particular, one man. Other men, it's like they try to say that they're dominant but they really aren't and they're just lazy fucks i guess you could say but it's like when a man really dominates me it's like for me it's like 
it's refreshing because I always yeah. feel that if I'm not with my main partner who dominates me, it's like, okay, I'm just having regular ass sex. And while regular sex does please me, I, there's something about that just like, like you said, taking that control, you know, giving it all up to one person and just basically almost like uh, wither, like just wither in your hands, like putty or like sand, just falling through and just like kind of like, I don't, it just brings me such like a high that I cannot explain. Well, I think for me, um, I get asked a lot, especially especially by other black men, mm-hmm. um, what, like, do they lose, like, some points, basically, if they're submissive? You know, like, we, my partner Jasmine and I, you know, we travel the country doing kinky pop-ups and lectures. And, and y'all are sexy stuff. as fuck. Let and, me just add that. <laughs> thank you very much. And, and as we as we travel, you know, it's, it's a lot of people of color who come out to our events. And I, I'll never forget this one brother. We were at Exotica, New Jersey, doing our intro to kink class. And this brother, he was like like six three, six four, and he was like, you know, I want to be submissive, but because of my height, because of my skin color, and because of who I am, mm-hmm. you know, people always look at me like I cannot be submissive. It's not okay for me to be submissive. I always have to be the aggressor because I'm a black man. Mm-hmm. But I really want to let go and be submissive, you know. So I think that that's like one of those. Uh, things that we gotta dispel you know like for example like exactly what you said you like to have a man who who is dominant yes you know so but at the same time you know there are men out there who want to be submissive so it's very important that you know everybody kind of finds their match and that's one of the beautiful things about bdsm and kink is that we are out here and we find you know the other the other puzzle piece to what we're looking for sexually. Mm-hmm. What would you say, you know, to those? And I'm glad that now you're. Oh, it's so <laughs> cute. That's that's my son who who has joined us right now. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was he was laid back, and now he's all overwhelmed. Oh, his name is Your Majesty. His name is Majesty. Oh my God, I can't. I can't see ladies, <laughs> fellas. Okay. You don't have to like people have, you know, people who are in the king, they got families too. Okay. No more shunning these people saying that, Oh, they can't possibly be a family man. Yes, they can. It's just an extra thing that you do in life and that you enjoy. But it's just sure. all in the bedroom. It's not like something you broadcast. Right. Like with your kid. Right. <laughs> It's not like he's in the room. Age-appropriate age appropriate education. Yes, always. He's, he turns eight months tomorrow, Aww. but he will, he will know about consent from a very young age. He's not going to grow up to be a douchebag. So that's very important. <laughs> yes, yes. Cause he's going to grow up to be an ally. Mm. And just, just like his daddy, I'm going to love that. I love that. I have to save that clip because... That that's the truth right there, honestly. And I'm glad that you said you'll you'll teach him consent because I feel like now consent is just so important and yet sexy to me at the same time. Um, with all my partners, we have blanket consent, and for those who that don't know, that just means everything you know is a yes until further notice. And 
the one thing I really want to get across is, you know, going back to that man that you said, you know, he is that that stereotype, that big, tall man, muscular black man. Like, how could he possibly want to be submissive? But I get it. And I hate the, the stigma that people say that BDSM is only for white folks. That's the one thing I hate the most. Or, you know, that there's uh, white people out there who just only seek, you know, black submissives because that's a way to suppress their, you know, racism. Like, I, I don't understand all these, like, conclusions that do that. Like, even one of the girls, one of my new girls that I play with, she said, you know, personally for her as a black woman, she couldn't think to have a white dom at all. Like, she was trying to understand the dynamic between my dom and I, who, as I said, was white. And she said, I just cannot imagine a white man doing half the shit that you tell me that he does. Like, with the flogging and the tying up. And she said, I just, I wouldn't be able to take it as, like, a, a pleasure thing. Like, I would have to question his real motive behind it. So what do you what do you say to something like that? I think if that's how she feels, she's completely entitled to feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I think if you don't feel that way, you're completely entitled to how you feel and how you engage with, with your dom. I think when it comes to people of color in the kink community, just the same as any other space that we navigate in the United States, we have to keep racism as something that we think about. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of spaces that are not safe for us. There are a lot of spaces that people do not care about black bodies, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's, it's, un- but if you go to a lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot of King spaces, they don't teach the difference between what's going to show on my skin or your skin mm-hmm. as opposed to someone that's Caucasian of when they need to make sure that we're okay. You, you know, we're not going to turn blue as fast as someone who's fair skin. Right. We're not going to have, we're not going to have bruises or bro- blood vessels that show up the same way. So what is it that they have to look out for? And, you know, I think that that's a legitimate concern for a lot of people because unfortunately, I mean, I'm, I'm a porn performer also. And mm-hmm. we deal with in porn, you know, people who show up on set with uh, Queen of Spades tattoos. What is, know, what is that? Is, so uh, Queen of Spades is kind of like this thing where white women who say that they only sleep with black men or they're owned by black men due to knowledge on the history of the word spade being called a spade is like being called a coon or a nigger mm-hmm. so no you're not the queen of me <laughs> you're not the queen of niggers like what <laughs> kind of racist shit is that right you know but but people present it in in the porn and and within the swinger community like that's something that should be celebrated like yeah she only that's like black a swastika men. just tatted on you <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Wow. Trying to make it like a like a sexy swastika, like nah, mm. work that way. You know me, not. Nice. <laughs> wow, so, I just learned something new because I have never okay. heard of that. Now we're gonna yeah, so look like, after these white girls with that that kind of tattoo. Oh my god! There's also there's also some white men now who are calling themselves king king of spades. You know, <gasps> so like those kind of those kind of settings and situations, it's very important that you know. If you don't know what that is, and then you're you wind up, you know, at a dump or something, and you're playing with a guy who has a King of Spades tattoo, you can't tell me that he has the same intention for 
<laughs> you can't tell me that he has the same intention blogging somebody uh, who's a, a black woman he would for a white woman if he calls himself king of a derogatory name for black women. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think I can understand, you know, like, for example, you know, like with me, I I might like putting handcuffs on, on other people, but I have a bad experience with being beaten by police. I don't want anybody putting handcuffs on me. Mm -hmm. It takes me, it doesn't take me to a good place in my head. So, you know, there are things that with people of color that we do have to account for and it's okay you know so like just as just as i said you know for each his or her there i think the the one thing that i definitely want to say is completely wrong is when people are just like yo kinks and fetishes are some white people shit right that's not true at all oh my god far well, from that's me why i mentioned that did you ever get criticized by people of color because i got it a lot when i started working for kink like they used to call it slavery stuff. I'm selling myself to the devil. Like mm. it was just crazy. Like it's nothing like that. What well, thing? I found pleasure out of it. No, I feel you. I mean, I've I've gotten some kind of criticism from both sides because, like, I don't, I don't try to model myself in the style that people are used to for BDSM. Mm -hmm. You know, like. I don't dress like a cowboy. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't dress like a biker. Right. You know that's not my culture. With black I'm, boots, I'm, black, I'm, black pants. Yeah, like if I'm wearing black boots, they're probably gonna be tense. Mm, you know what right. I'm like I'm, it's my, I, I, I'm hip hop. I grew up hip hop. I'm from Jersey. Like that's how I dress. But you know, it's gonna it's gonna look fly. Right. Like, yeah. I, I yeah. look good when I flog in, in J's. Like, so what? <laughs> With some foam or something. <laughs> like I don't I don't have to wear cowboy boots to to engage in BDSM. So I've got it on that side where people feel like I don't I don't dress the part, but that's not the part I'm trying to play. Right. So, and then, and oh my then god, I can't he's so cute. To, against with like people of color who definitely feel like you know, uh, it's some it's some white people stuff to uh, to be involved in fetishes and kinks, and I'm like, you're just you're more vanilla than, than they are. In that case, like if you don't have fetishes or kinks or want to acknowledge the shit that turns you on, mm -hmm. you're just boring in bed, and I don't really care what color you are. But mm -hmm. I think you know, true that <laughs> people people have been spanking each other from the dawn of creation. I'm I'm pretty sure about it. And if you really want to go back through history and through time and all kinds of things like that, you find a whole lot of sex toys uh, in Africa and a whole lot of different art that was celebrating sex and celebrating mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, our ancestors were kinky too. So yeah. people, need, people need to let go of that. And, and I think also too, the thing that they have to get out of their mindset is the fact that again, like you said, it's some white people shit. We all have kinks and fetishes. And I think even sometimes people don't even realize they have kinks and fetishes because they're not familiar with that world or that terminology. I mean, if you like to be spanked, that's kind of like your fetish. It's the thing that gets you off. If you Absolutely. like. Absolutely. That's impact play right there. Right. Now, ooh, I love that term. Impact play. So that would be spanking, choking. What, what else? Well, spanking, flogging, caning, whipping. 
any any time where there's any impact delivered to the body. So mm-hmm. like, you know, a lot of times when we do a and I ask people, you know, well, do you like getting spanked? And people be like, hell yeah. <laughs> and then they'll be like, <laughs> and then I'll be like, you know, well, do you like the, the heavy part of the hand or do you like the, the edges of the finger? Mm. Or do you like the middle where there's more of a cup? And that usually helps me understand what well, would they prefer to be paddled or would mm. they rather feel the dragons? Oh, no paddles for me. Or... Really? No paddles for you? Yes. I don't, I'm not into paddles too much. I wow. can only take so much of it. That's I, why I like flogging. I'm actually shocked. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm learning something I, about you. But I think that's I think that's important though, because like the thing that I love about BDSM and kink is that I have to learn my partner's body. Mm. I have to I have to learn my sub's body. Yes. So if I'm if I'm flogging her and I know she's like, no paddles. Uh, how do you feel about? like dragon tails and whips and stuff like that. What's a dragon tail? Uh, dragon tail is kind of like a folded over piece of leather. It's a, it's a whip, but it's it's folded. So it, it has a different kind of snap. It kind of feels like a It's not a, a riding crop, is it? Ooh, riding okay. crop is like the... Okay. I'm about to look this up. I'm like, ooh, let me see what kind of new toys I might so have like, to add. For example, then, how, how do you feel about uh, riding crop? I like those. I love them, okay. and I'm mad so somebody I stole would, mine. <laughs> someone like someone like yourself, I would know that you you prefer a little bit more sting, and, and as opposed to like a flat, hard paddle. Right? Yes. Or, yeah. So so paying attention to how your body responds to the different floggers I use, paying attention to your breathing, paying attention to how your body, like you said, when he started flogging your pussy, that made you wet, that made you that made you feel it. So teasing you in that way, like I love that aspect of what BDSM entails because it's like not just, hey, we show up, we take our clothes off, we fuck, it's, it's whatever. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, we're, we're building up this, this energy between us and we're building this dynamic between us that, you know, you're, you're going to you feel it when you walk away. You're going to feel it while we're having sex like damn he's he's hitting me from the back and i still feel what that flogger felt like mm-hmm. you know what i mean like all yeah. of that all of that together it just builds it up and makes it stronger so it's like I, I i just find it like there's an art to it there's the art of making love and there's so many different ways to paint you know what i'm saying there's so many different ways to express yourself sexually why ever limit yourself damn you are taking the words out of my motherfucking mouth right now because that is the <laughs> I'm like, damn! Can I just make a trip to LA? I need to come see my peoples now. <laughs> well, we're doing we're doing a big event in LA uh, in July. Ooh, July sixth. Um, it's gonna be Jet Set and Jasmine and myself, and then of course uh, Velvet Lips. And we're gonna be bringing some local uh, fetish and kink performers, and we're gonna be doing a big event at Sanctuary LAX. So <gasps> you are more than welcome to come if you want to come interview some folk and all yes. that we would love we would love to have you oh honey um, you're coming here to the bay i know that yes, we're, we're gonna be in the bay um the 20th through the 25th we're gonna be doing a live sex show at kink we're gonna be doing a pervertibles and a temperature play demonstration at kink hq Ooh. and then we're gonna be doing a kinky pop-up in oakland so, oh uh, yeah, they still have the armory. So come on through. No, they don't have the armor anymore. Armory anymore, but they they do some events at um, 
bar that used to that is across from the army okay, space. Okay, I've been there before. And yeah. then they have, um, and then they also do some events at their actual headquarters. Oh my god! Okay. Oh, I wish I could See, make it up to that. Welcome to come out. You, yeah, I's... you you stay in the Bay, though, right? Yeah, I do. And I and yeah, I know you down in San Diego. Yeah, I'm in San Diego now. I miss it. Okay. I miss LA so, though. But I'm gonna come through because. So LA, come through to LA, and then we, we just have to get one of y'all at a time to, to come through and, and party with us. Yes. Okay. Hell yes. Now, you know, I love how you so you guys do host like these play parties, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, we, they range from educational, like we do two types of parties. We do something that's called Fantasy Flights, mm-hmm. and we do something that's called Kinky Pop-Ups. Kinky Pop-Ups are o- open to the public. Fantasy flights are usually uh, like bachelorette parties or couples parties or people hire us to come into their homes or mm-hmm. more, uh, more private events. And then we also do lectures and talks like the one I feel like I'm doing right now, which is porn and parenting, Oh, where we talk to people about, you know, how to, to keep that spice in the bedroom while you're raising your kids, but also, you know, how to raise your kids in a, in a sex positive way. So like I said, your little boys will grow up to be allies to women instead of predators and that your little girls will hopefully grow up to be nice and strong women who are proud of their sexuality and not, not ashamed. I got to give you snaps for that because honestly, I feel, and I used to work in the porn industry for radio and I would always, you know, question to see how do you, you know, porn stars and, you know, fetish artists, you know, deal with, you know, the porn side and then parenting. And honestly, a lot of the people that I've met, it's like, you would never know when you come to their home. It's not like they got all these sex toys just like out and about, you know, and it's like, they understand mommy goes to work. They don't know what mommy does per se, or daddy does per se, but they understand that at the end of the day, they come home and it's normal. It's back to the the mommy daddy world kind of thing, and I, I love that. And I wish that it would be more normalized because I feel like lately there's just so much stigma in the adult industry, and especially with children. And last week, Yaz and I were talking about um, what was her name? Mercedes, Mercedes, uh, Yaz, Mercedes Carrera. Yeah, and how she just recently was indicted for the um on molestation charges and it's just like you know the porn world gets like one little up with the whole stormy daniels situation and then all of a sudden it gets dropped back into the negativity and so i'm so glad that you you host something like that to really kind of break that stigma well i mean we're human beings sex workers are human beings whether it's porn stars or um cam models across the board you know Mm -hmm. uh and i think that a lot of times we're we're porn wouldn't be a multi-billion dollar industry if most of the world wasn't involved in purchasing it or watching it in some shape form or fashion Mm -hmm. so to try and then stigmatize the people who are the performers for it i think is extremely hypocritical oh yes and then on on top of that you know like like the the situation with mercedes is is horrible you know but uh, there are horrible people in in all industries Mm -hmm. true people have this perception of adult entertainment they think, oh, just because you're in adult entertainment, you know, you've, you've 
you arrived at adult entertainment because of something terrible and you know it's 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 unfortunate mm-hmm. that as a community we're not more outspoken against the negativity to show like hey there are a lot of us that aren't negative people there are a lot of us who might have come into the adult industry from all different forms of of business with different kinds of levels of college education and beyond but you know people don't want to hear that because unfortunately most people are trying to escape their their everyday life mm-hmm. so when they go to their fantasy world they don't want to think that oh my god uh king noir has kids <laughs> <laughs> you know they might not want to think that but but i'm seeing a, a difference though because a lot of people reach out to us now like wow it makes it me feel as a as a dad mm-hmm. and reach out to you and ask you a question like I need more time with my wife. How can we sneak in, you know, 20 minutes to have sex when we have a newborn? And I never thought I could reach out to a porn star and ask that question before, you know? So it's like, there are some people out there who do look at us for some kind of sex bird advice. Yeah. I mean, who better to ask? Who better to ask than those who are actually dabbling in it versus like, that's why I kind of hate sometimes these sexperts out there who have no real adult entertainment backgrounds not judging them all i'm not saying that all of them are bad but i feel like sometimes some sex coaches and sex educators they just don't they they don't understand it's always like to the the book you know what i mean it's always like scholarly and it's not the real really textbook yeah. yeah and then they never really touch upon you know juggling the whole parenting and you know wanting to get it in but you don't want to traumatize your kid or you don't want to you know like shun your 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 partner because they can't get in the mood because the child was crying or you know and whatnot so that's good that you bring that normalcy to that and you are able to reach those masses to be like hey i'm a parent i'm i'm a porn star you know i do fetish you know things I love how you make that normal. That's what we need. Like you said, that's what we need. And again, I mean, I look at, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no, please, please. I was going to say, I mean, look at us in the porn industry uh, and the fetish, the fetish industry, like we're sexual athletes, mm-hmm. you know? So we should be paying attention to how we treat our bodies. We should be paying attention to how to get the most out of our bodies to be able to perform the best. And if that's the case, you know, we should be able to help people who have questions about it. You know, like if, uh, you know, you're into basketball and you're like, yo, I want to get a better jump shot. You don't watch Steph Curry. You're not just going to go down to the local park and see anybody shoot a jump shot. Right. You know? So it is important that we do find ways to make ourselves approachable if we want to normalize our industry and actually get people on our side. Mm-hmm. Because it is important that people not only want to watch us to get off, if that's all they do, but then they don't care about our humanity, then they're just exploiting us. And I think that it's important that we're we're out here doing doing real things to show that we're real people. So I got a couple questions from some of our listeners. One in particular, and I thought this was a good one. Um, one guy, he says, how do I get my girl interested into doing play parties so he says that they're in a open relationship right now 
they're not full on swingers, but he says that they want to bring more spice into their life. And, you know, she had vocalized that she would like to be watched. And so he's asking, you know, what are some things that they can both kind of prepare themselves mentally for so that she can under, you know, be fulfilled with her fantasy and he be fulfilled with his without you know them losing sight of each other because i know at a lot of play parties you know a lot goes on i myself my first play party that i went to last year in la i had to take a break and like like just separate myself i almost cried in the bathroom because there was just so much sensory overload that was going on like i was getting the thrill of being watched but at the same time i'm like oh my god like i don't want to get recognized i don't want you know someone to kind of like creep on me but I didn't get those you know those feels until after I was like playing and getting involved so for you know the couples out there like this one in particular thanks Dave in Ohio um what do you have to say for for them that they want to encounter and go into that world I think first thing is to sit down and have a real discussion about what you are comfortable with and what you are not comfortable with mm -hmm. because going to like a, a swingers club a sex club play party you know there's so many different things that be that can be going on you know i think one of the main things is always like do you, i remember i went with a partner before and she was just like don't ever leave me alone mm. like like no matter what i want to be able to see you so if you got to get a drink I'm coming with you to that drink. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, don't leave me alone. And, you know, it's something, it's a very simple request. But if you if you fall short of that request, that <laughs> could be the end of your relationship because right. then your, your partner doesn't feel safe and feel that you won't honor their safety anymore. You know? So I think that that's... So I think, I think that's a very important thing is to have that conversation. Number two, um, I think you said that she wants to be watched. Mm -hmm. So it, does she want to be watched with him? Does she want to have him watch her with someone else? You know, those kind of things have to be spoken about and negotiated. It's not one of those kind of places that you want to have this conversation when you get there. Like, you don't want to be that... Like, I'm not talk, talking about nothing. And then when you get there, you're like, oh, I really want to go holler at this, this other lady. All right, right. see you later. Right. Then you don't... You don't want to put that kind of that kind of pressure on somebody. You don't want to leave anybody alone. So definitely talk about it. And then even if y'all wind up not going, just that conversation will open up new things in your relationship and it'll probably open up y'all having sex even before y'all get to the club. <laughs> like, oh, words, words you into that? Like that shit. Let's get it. You know what I mean? So I think it, you know, the more open you are and the more conversation. I like that. I like that. Yes. Do you have any questions for him? Uh oh, do we lose Yaz? Um, it's pretty thorough. Like, I'm just like, damn. <laughs> right. I feel like I'm in one of your class. Informative of the lifestyle, you know. I love it. He's so like, I'm loving this. Like, King, we might have to bring you back on another time because there's like there's so i'll definitely love that yes because there's so much that we can like pick your brain about on it and but again it's just you pretty much said that like i again i wish i had learned more about play parties and don't get me wrong my partners they kind of did exactly what you told me like 
you know, we had the sit down of like what to expect kind of thing. Because my thing is when I go to these play parties, I have to make sure that everything is anonymous. Like, yeah, I just can't have like I have to make sure like, hey, there's no cameras, nothing. Yeah. This is so cute. I know he is adorable. I can't. Oh, uh, are y'all hearing him? Are y'all hearing? I'm, I'm yes. gonna have to definitely come back on without with a baby background for sure. You know what that just adds? That adds realism. I was, I was saying he's like learning every single possible sound that he can <laughs> and trying them out right now. I don't. know I love it though. He's doing that on purpose. He wants attention. He's like, yeah. He's like, why y'all ain't? He like, why y'all ain't asking me no questions? Right. Let me have the mic. <laughs> he is so cute. Well, I definitely would love to meet him off air, of course, not at a play party because he just sounds like. Of, just... of course. Well, I think it's, it's funny because people, people, when we when we have these these conversations and we talk about like porn and parenting, for example, people mm -hmm. ask like completely ridiculous questions. They'd be like, you know, someone asked me like, what's the right age to, to introduce your child to porn? I'm like, there is no age. It's illegal for a child to watch porn. Right. <laughs> you know what? what like, <laughs> so, you know, people have this perception and it's like, you know, being a sex positive parent doesn't mean breaking rules, laws, or doing something stupid. Right. It means like, for example, my, my son will be able to refer to his body parts by the anatomically correct terminology you know so that way if god forbid he has to describe what happened to him to a police officer or a teacher he'll be able to say it in a way because in some states they've made it that if you don't say the proper words you can't go prosecute somebody wow so so it's important to, to teach our children the right way so that they can be protected and that they can be safe you know that's really what it's about you mm -hmm. know and Unfortunately, you know, a lot of people are just watching any old porn to learn about sex as children, not understanding that as a porn performer, I signed a contract of consent. Right. That I spoke with I spoke with my with my co-star beforehand to find out that she liked flogging, but she didn't like. You know? Mm -hmm. So it's not like we just showed up on set and I was like, here, let me spank you or something. Right. You know? And in real life, you should have those same kind of conversations with your lovers, with your partners. Even if that's somebody that you just met at a bar and you're about to have a one night stand, if you don't have a talk about consent, then you're doing it wrong, you know? And teaching our, our children from a very young age is very important. You know, like we, we live in this culture where people are completely obsessed with sex and America will sell you sex with every single thing. But then people are scared to actually have the conversation about protection. Right. And, uh, health, sexual health and wellness and things like that. All of it. So, I, I'm totally with you. Like, that's the biggest thing for me. I'm like, you know what would be hot watching a TV show and actually seeing someone whip out a condom? Like, to me, I get more angered nowadays sure. when I'm not seeing any form of consent or any form of protection. Because I'm like, what exactly are you trying to tell me? That I'm not going to get pregnant? That I'm not going to have an STD or an STI? You know, because that it pisses me off so much. Like, for me, I like to see a little protection or something that's just like, okay, cool. Everything's cool. We're, we're all blanketed. Yeah. We're all good. We're good to go. Like, I would like to see that more. Because while sex sells, I also, like you said, like, I want to see that safety. Where safety precautions are being taken. 
uh-oh, somebody on that Valentine's Day booty call. Uh, no, I'm at the office. <laughs> I'm walked up in here, heck loud. She's at the booty. She's is. at the booty call office. The booty call office. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm we... girl six. Hello. Right. <laughs> oh, that's classy. Man, I love. Man, you're gonna make I me watch that movie. Too and everything. Yeah, she really does have so the we, headset. You know, we we tell everybody like, as long as you leave the kids, animals, and people who say no out of it. Go out there, be an adult, have a good time, and be safe. Yes. You know, I think I think it's like people are so limited in their, their sexual exploration that they they get they they. That's why so many relationships break up. Or, or some people I hope you guys can hear this. Oh no, we can hear it fine. Not, okay. They're not they're not out there exploring and and they're too busy judging other people instead of making sure that they and their their partners are happy. Exactly. And with that, I, you know what, we're going to end it on that note because honestly, you have spoken so much truth. We definitely have to do a part two with King because, man. I, we've, learned a, we've learned a lot in, a, in what, 45 minutes? <laughs> I'm, like, it just makes me excited. So, King, you did say again that you were going to be doing some events coming up. So, Oh, yes, yes. So, we will be... In Oakland for the Kinky Pop-Up, we're going to be in San Francisco at Kink HQ for for a live show, uh, temperature play, and pervertibles. And then we're going to be in Chicago. We're going to be in London. We're, like, all over. We're going to be in Miami and L.A. over and the summer where for the Dungeon can Tour. And get so, tickets for all your events? Mm-hmm. Yes, Y'all got to bring y'all sexy selves out and come party with us. Oh, we definitely uh, will. So where can, can, can everybody oh. else come? Like, where can <laughs> everybody else buy, purchase tickets? Oh, definitely either find at K-I-N-G-N-O-I-R-E on Twitter, Facebook, uh, and Instagram. And all the links are up there. They're on Eventbrite. And definitely you can find them also on jsjlinks.com. You said jsjlinks? Okay. Mm-hmm. JSJLinks.com, L-I-N-K-S, yeah, J-S-J-L-N-K-S. Uh, Jet Set and Jasmine, she has all the information up on up on her site. Mm-hmm. So you can find one of us, and then you can find all of our award-winning porn on RoyalFetishXXX.com and KingDewarXXX.com. Woo! Honey, I know yeah. what I'm about to do. <laughs> but no, King, I can't even thank you enough. Like, Are you guys doing any content shoots? I had to stop. Yes, we, we definitely. Yeah, we definitely do. We definitely shoot content. We're always looking for other talented performers who want to collaborate and make something beautiful with us. Yes, you better step up, girl. Okay, cool. I need to see this shit. I mean, that's why I asked. Close mouth, don't get fed. Because you were just with our... Um, in my city. Man, you know? man. Cause... I, I, I mean, well, I do have a little spiller I wanted to tell everybody. Ooh. I'm going to relaunch my website. Yes! Congratulations. So that's why I asked, like, you know, this is opportunity here <laughs> to start getting my content up. Yes, yes, I'm all for that. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Because I just um, saw a picture of you, King, recently with one of our good friends, Lotus Lane. And I'm like, damn, I need to find this content ASAP. (laughs) 
Oh man, <laughs> that scene that scene came out crazy. I told her I was gonna put on blast because she squirted on my Jordans. Oh, <gasps> so, you should go sell those, fly. my man. Yes, that's that's hey, that's memorabilia there. Oh my God, is it up right now? Uh -oh. That's what she some said. Of it, some of it, <laughs> some of it, is up, some of it is up on the OnlyFans already and on her OnlyFans, but it'll be uh, up as a full scene next month. Hell yes. I need to see. I'm going to hit her up. I'm going to be like, girl, I need to see that footage now. <laughs> you want the BTS? <laughs> I want it all. I want it all. I want to see like when he freaks out and be like, the fuck my J's. You squirted on my J's. Oh, no. Nah. <laughs> I, I'm definitely more pro squirt than pro J's. Like, Ooh. squirt as Ooh. much as you want on them. Oh, ah, wow. See, She's yes, squirter. yes, I'm a squirter, King. I'll. Oh my God, this. Mm, I might have to just do one scene, one scene only, and just have my <laughs> close friends see it because I will. I will do a scene with you just to squirt. That would be amazing. Just saying. You want a personal video, honey? Yes, the fuck yes. You kidding me? Okay. okay. <laughs> Hell the fuck yes, okay? And then it will never be leaked. It'll be one of those, like, I'm going to show it once and then burn it. <laughs> you just... don't want to burn it because he got his copy. <laughs> never going anywhere. <laughs> man, oh, man. But, yes, King, we definitely, definitely will have to have you back on. And we definitely will link up with Absolutely. you with those events because, whoo, it sounds like it's a damn good time. Yeah. <laughs> so, King, once again, I, I appreciate it. No, thank you, thank you. Like spreading that good message. I mean, gosh, man. I mean, again, I'm gonna have to come back with just. We're gonna have a whole more. Just we're gonna have to do like more episodes with you just to do a follow up because honestly, it's been just so good and you know this has been a long time coming. So I just have to say thank you, thank you, thank you for coming on. I, I yes. appreciate you guys having me on during daddy daycare right now. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. We embrace it. We embrace it. Little, okay. Little in the background. <laughs> he could come to anytime with his little cute self. I love it. He's a little I cute. Think, I think next time. I think next time it's gonna be just me though. That that way he won't be yelling and laughing and stuff in the background. <laughs> yes. He's oh, your, he's your hype man. He is your hype man. You know what? He we is. gotta he's a little hype man. We gotta have you and Jet Setting Jazz. We gotta have you. We have yeah, you both. Sure. Yeah. Cause mm, nothing like a good old couple to add to a foursome on there. <laughs> oh hell yeah! All right, everybody. So with that, you know the deal. Safe sex is the best hot sex. You can follow me at Ms. Radio Sapphire. That's M S R A D I O S A P P H I R E. Yes, where can they get you? You can hit me on Instagram, Fit and Dirty, or you can follow the Yasmin page, which is It's King City. And that's it. That's all I got. And King, one more time of where they can find you. All right. Everybody can find me at K-I-N-G-N-O-I-R-E. Right? That's where they can find me. <laughs> on Instagram, Twitter, and The King Noir on Facebook. And definitely look out for we will definitely definitely follow you and of course read the bio too because all the links will be posted up on there so until the next time thanks everybody good night that was the show all you sexy motherfuckers out there now remember ms radio sapphire on instagram twitter said for more earplay fun go to itunes podomatic and all podcasts